You are about to opt in to Monerotopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. All righty. Okay. Well, Good morning. You look a little nervous. You're a little nervous. <laughs> Why? You look a little nervous. Why? See that, guys? You made Sunita nervous now. Now you're pissing me off, making my girl nervous. All right, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) so corny. Nobody even knows when we're joking, when we're not. I think that's part of the problem, too. People don't know, like, I think they take us very seriously, too, a lot. I think, I guess. I don't know know why, but. Especially those guns and Bitcoin guys. Oh, (laughs) what a disaster. What a disaster. We love you, Guns of Bitcoin. It is not a Monero conference. Don't worry. I don't think anybody thought it was. We love that you're doing it. Just wish we could attend. We've been eliminated as a, as a sponsor there. Oh, God. That's part of, part of the fallout here, which is just unbelievable. Unbelievable amount of fallout. But we're still standing. We're still, we're still standing. We're still going strong. We're chugging through. The, the Monero protocol is still working just as well as it was last week. In fact, I think transactions hit a new all-time high. So don't worry about that, uh, despite what Chris Sky <laughs> may be telling you. Or uh, Jeff Berwick. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think Pirate Chain was peaking in transactions this week. No, they didn't. Wow. Yeah. Kudos um, to them for not jumping in on that bandwagon. I mean, that was a that was silly, the Jeff Berwick thing. Yeah, it was. Come on, man. Like he's what are you doing? You're just showing a total lack of understanding of how crypto works, and you're just gonna lose respect from the people that think you know what you're talking about. Um I, I get I get your concerns there with the politics, uh, but that has nothing to do with the protocol. Uh, so if you want to pump pirate chain, <laughs> go for it. Go for um, it. but don't try to act like your reason for what pirate is now better than Monero is because of a Monero Topia debacle. It makes absolutely <laughs> it's completely no sense. separate. And by the way, if we do do this conference, Jeff, you're more than welcome to attend and we encourage you to attend and maybe you'd come speak. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. What, do we, what do we gotta, so this week went well. Guys, we're 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 happy now just because I think that's just in general our personalities. personalities like um, we said, we chug through. Yeah. <laughs> but and uh yeah, it's been This in isn't a... our first rodeo either. We ran for US Congress and it was extremely stressful. Like you guys you have no idea. Like it was extremely stressful and it was actually very similar to what this last week was like. But we had that for like nonstop for months. For months and months and months and months. months. Um, and it's basically this feeling of you can't please everyone and you're stuck in the middle. Uh, and yeah, you can't, you're trying to stick to your ideals while also not pissing off 
people that uh, are supporting you and should be supporting you. So it's like, that's the balance. And um, so that's kind of basically what happened with all of this, right? It was this balance of trying to stick with our beliefs in free speech and liberty while also not disenfranchising or upsetting part of the community because of some other person's opinions and let's let's get into it um because there is a lot you know there's tweets happening yeah we feel like yeah we wanted to do this because yeah we need to tell you our side of the story right because also social media just kind of blows everything up too. there's like 800 threads and people are commenting on past stuff new stuff and it's just been a whole hot mess uh vic is on he's saying uh he's having gratuitous coffee so that's nice so cheers vic. cheerios cheers sunali's enjoying it cheers sunali cheers <laughs> um yeah and so there's a lot of i would say misinformation but a lot of different opinions and Lots we want we want to clarify what our perspective was right <laughs> it all it all happened very fast it yes like, it did it was like a car accident right and uh i guess we didn't hit the brakes fast enough and we got nailed yeah really nailed <laughs> <laughs> um but so, so what yeah. what did happen so it all started with that video our last monerotopia our last monerotopia uh, yeah. and we were talking giving an update on the conference saying who's going to be attending who's confirmed da, 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 da. and we brought up the chris sky character uh and which by the way he wasn't confirmed at that he wasn't time. confirmed even on the website yeah. it said to be confirmed at that time right so. and we went into talking about him on monerotopia our reasons for why we were inviting him and we understood he's a controversial figure and there's a community member who reached out to us who's concerned about him uh, but we didn't do our due diligence yet, and we're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. And then, so that community member took that as uh, we Doug Tooman yeah. is giving a platform to a racist. Doug Tooman is a right wing extremist. Da 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 da, and it it spiraled out of control from there. Um, and he did that all on Reddit rather than number one coming on the coming on top the show because he was yeah. apparently watching it. Number two. Uh, just emailing us like email us again sure he emailed us uh last week but like we said before this is a part-time gig this is a passion project we have our day jobs which requires a lot of our attention uh we have our families to cater to um again we have we you all know we're getting married so we have wedding things to go through don't, don't let sure. him get to you Sydney. don't <laughs> let him get to you no but it's unfortunate because we too try to reach out to everyone but in this case we wanted to do our research and yeah, we want to do just, our own we just research. weren't given the the chance to. Like you guys have no idea how how much yeah we we got going on. Well, I'm sure you. Everybody's got the things anyways. going on, right? But our things are going on in in the public way, and people are demanding and they're expecting things, and I get it. And some people do think we do work for the Monero community already. I did my CCS proposal that hasn't started yet, by the way. So I don't know if that that means anything in changing how things are currently viewed, but that hasn't even officially started. Um. We were trying to get the Monerotopia event going because that was one of the things that I had put in the CCS as like an extra. Like, and also it'd be great if I get a conference going. So I tried to get that going now. Uh, so the hope that when my CCS did start, we'd have momentum, be able to get going. And man, yeah. we had momentum. Like last week, yeah. we were on top. We, we were like, so excited like the about event this is conference. Coming together. 
the show is growing. It's all working out. I'm going to like maybe, you know, I'm ready now maybe to move on to do the full time thing and start the clock for the CCS. And now I'm like, whoa, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. Self-preservation <laughs> kicking in. Um, but yeah, the other thing with this Eric Cohn guy, which, by the way, man, if you're watching, come please on join up. us. Come on up. You could you, you could have to turn show off the face. video, but there's something to be said of having interaction now. Face to face is like person to person is even better. Uh, but obviously, we're we're not capable of doing that. But this is, you know, uh, talking, interacting. You could read each other's mannerisms. You could hear. You could hear. Each, you know, the the sound in each other's voices. There's something to be said about that, and. Uh, especially when there's a difficult issue to be resolved. So if you're out there, man, come on up. Let's talk about it rather than just, you know, going on a tirade. Um, <laughs> the other thing was he, you know, it wasn't an email. Like that wasn't the first interaction we no. tweeted. And then I responded to him and said, yes, email us. I understand. There's a lot of things. I see some different posts that you made consolidated all into an email and we'll take it from there, um, which I think should have showed him that we weren't blowing him off. We were understanding of his concerns, uh, but we wanted to do it the right way. We wanted to do it the right way because although this is a private conference in that, you know, it's not a public forum. This isn't out in, you know, the town square. It is a private event <laughs> after all being run by Monerotopia. So we, we can at will say, you know, you're booted, you're not right. And still uh, not be violating anyone's free speech. But it is a conference uh, essentially about free speech, uh, I, at least in my mind. You know, that's what I think Monero is at the end of the day. It's a protocol um, for sense for creating a way to uh, embody free speech in a pro in a protocol that can't be stopped in the form of transacting value. If anybody doesn't, nobody, people don't get that or understand that, then you don't understand the purpose of cryptocurrency or Monero. Uh, that is its purpose, allowing people to transact peer to peer without being censored. And that is a form of speech that is a form of speech in some ways more powerful than the spoken word itself, because it's how people are using their money. And there's a lot of power there. Um, and I want to live in a world where something like Monero exists. That allows that, and it comes with good and bad, because uh, you know once you have a tool like that, it's not just people like us that are going to be using it, but you're going to have nefarious people using it, using it for bad things like cash itself, right? And we all know that we talk about this all the time, and that's obviously one of the themes that, that was going to take place at the conference. <laughs> and then for us to just say, "All right, dude, you're eliminated uh, because of X, Y, and Z," because there's accusations against you. We're now being contradictory towards our beliefs in what we think the protocol stands for, which is censorship resistance. And and maybe this is the point you're about to make, and I'll let you make your point anyway. Um, and, you know, we weren't inviting Chris Skye to come and pontificate about his beliefs in politics. It was to talk about how he uses Monero and how he sees it as an important tool because he is whatever on his own political mission and he needs a tool like this so that he can continue to uh, move forward without being stomped out by a majority, without being stomped out by a tyrannical government. 
Um, it wasn't to hear about, you know, what his beliefs may or may not be or what his accusations against him may or may not be. It was to hear him talk about it as a tool, which we know he's capable of doing because we had him on the show. And we had him on the show. That's all we talked about. He didn't and say people loved this. I mean, show. we can people... read. I don't think there were any racist statements <laughs> no. made or he alluded to, you know, saying something extreme. I don't I don't. I don't I would have most definitely have no, responded, and I don't remember that taking place. So that's why we we're getting the benefit of the doubt because we already saw him perform in that way, and everyone enjoyed that interview. Like we got right. really high number of views on that. So right. But on the other but. side, <laughs> uh, there were these crazy accusations that were made against him. Yes, and Chris never has yet to really dispel them. And so we were giving him the benefit of the doubt. And then when the shit, all shit hit the fan, we reached out to him as this was all transpiring. Um, and he never did give me a good answer. No. And that that started to be like, Ugh, all right, dude, like now uh, we're going to uh, put ourselves out there for, for you. you and and like, you're not even willing here. to say uh, <laughs> those, are, you know, he didn't. He was just basically saying, "Well, it's up to the accusers to to prove it, as opposed to him to have to um, respond." And like I said, we ran for Congress. We were up against these things all the time. But we, you know, we would respond. And I had ridiculous accusations casted against me, um, kind of like they're being casted against me now that I'm some right wing extremist. But even <laughs> more ridiculous, and I'd respond and I'd give answers. Well, no, because of this. No, because of this. Whatever. Uh, but he, rather than going through that post and s giving reasons for why he may have said some social thing on social media, whether or not he actually meant it, what he meant by it, he's just like, no, I, I don't need to. And which is also fine in a way, if you are an extreme, extreme believer in free speech and part of me really is. Uh, but when it then becomes that we're being held accountable for what his past actions may be then that becomes a problem. That's what the community started to essentially do. Yes. Um, and they were doing it on Reddit. And then we had people hitting us up privately through DMs, people that we have a lot of respect for and that we really listen to that's also put pressure on us. And we're like, shit. Like, like what the fuck is going so on? So basically, you're going to say you're going to, you are going to hold us responsible for the words that he says. And, uh, you know, we're not going to take that type of risk. And the analogy I gave is imagine you're throwing a Bitcoin because, you know, we had that guy, TD, um, what's the guy's T -Dev, name? T-Dev. T-Dev. He was like a uh, samurai wallet guy and, you know, awesome dude. We, Oh, seemingly, I don't know. We've been communicating <laughs> on, on Twitter. You know, we're going to get a drink at some point if we ever run, you know, or if ever comes to New York. Um he put out to me like, you know, Monero is uh, Monero Topia is like a normie conference because they censored somebody, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, dude, and this goes out to anybody like imagine you're throwing a conference. And it's a Bitcoin conference and Satoshi Nakamoto is going to be at your conference. I'm not talking about uh, whatever the hell. Uh, BSV guy. I'm talking about <laughs> for whatever you imagine. This is an analogy. This isn't a real, right? This is a hypothetical guess. Okay. And uh, Satoshi, he shows that he's actually Satoshi. He moves some coins around, whatever. And he's like, I want to come to your conference. I want to talk. I have a lot of things to say about crypto and Bitcoin. 
I think it lost its way because its number go up. I mean, that'd be awesome right? if he was going to do that. Uh, <laughs> imagine he was going to do that. He was going to be one of the speakers. And then you had a couple other speakers. One of the other speakers was like maybe this Chris Sky guy with this questionable uh, background. And Satoshi hits you up. He's like, yo, uh, I'm backing out of the thing. I'm not coming if this guy's in. What are you going to do? I mean, you're gonna you want you want to keep the conference together. You want the the most value that the conference can possibly provide, which would be having Satoshi Nakamoto there. So you're probably going to uh, drop Chris Guy, even if you believe that you know uh, people should be given the benefit of the doubt, and you know if they want to come and, and talk about the the protocol. And that's kind of the situ. That's the situation. Obviously, it wasn't as extreme. <laughs> It wasn't Satoshi Nakamoto, but, but we there were are, cornered. There was yeah, pressure we being cornered. put on us to the point and where, and then it was on a Sunday. We were. It was yeah. It was a, a messy day. <laughs> anything else you want to add? Because I know I've just uh, been bad. No, here, continue. So. You're expressing also my opinion. So that that's what we felt like, and we had to act in the in the moment, right? We was like, we had to act in the moment, which maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should just like ignore it. it but it was like it was pretty high price. Like I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. You know, if people were out, yeah, people. <laughs> and this leads us to uh the thought we had of well we we see ourselves you know that's the other thing we we just speak our mind guys we're not hiding anything and maybe that's part of the problem but we're going to continue to to do that um so we we have three options the way we see it one just completely cancel the conference right because it has been tainted yes um <clears throat> Two, keep the conference as is, and it could be still a great thing. Uh, you know, we have some good Monero speakers come out, and it would it would potentially be great. Uh, we don't know how the community overall mm -hmm. is going to react. Like I said, we already have people like TW. Like, well, I'm not community. going to the yeah. conference. And then you know maybe others would would follow suit and, and protest it. We, yeah, we have other people without naming because I don't want to name names because I'm not trying to create more drama drama here. But somebody else who's helping very much, you know, with the conference itself, saying like they're not going to participate if that's if that's the case. Uh, you know, no offense to you, Doug and Sunita, but you know, if you keep the conference as is, I'm not going to participate because I think it was wrong. Yeah, we're torn. We don't so, know either, like, whatever direction <laughs> so we like... go, there's people that are going to like supposedly yeah, you're... be pissed and protest it and not and protest and not, not, not participate. So, the, the third option we were thinking of, and this is at a you know, as, as a way to remove us as the gatekeepers would be to essentially create this novel conference format, which I've never seen anybody do. Drum roll. I'm sure it will be uh, potentially a complete disaster. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, get where we let again. people book themselves. Okay. Um, and we started to design it, it sounds, and we were running by some people who think it's pretty cool. And we want to talk to people in the community about it. Uh, but essentially, people would book themselves with, they would send them a narrow down payment, right? So let's say we have eight speakers. We have uh, eight slots. Eight yeah. slots. Maybe more. <laughs> like I was thinking like a half hour, you ha half, half hour, hour slots, yeah. right? So maybe 16 half hour slots or something. And it costs one Monero to book a half hour slot. Refundable, though. You get that Monero like you back, get it back once you talk. if yeah. you come and you talk. Uh, if you want to do an hour long, it could 
you have to it takes two two Monero to reserve it. And we essentially let people book themselves the idea by uh, by asking them to use Monero to to make the down payment. Uh, we are kind of filtering out non-Monero people. Like it's like you're going to be a Monero person if you're doing that to some degree. And then it takes the onus off of us as being the gatekeepers. So now you can't really say blame us. You shouldn't have been blaming us in the first place <laughs> yes. um, for the words that people would say on a stage. But now you really can't because uh, we're just truly the platform. Um, you know, like Reddit itself, right? We're just a platform at this point, and we're letting people come and and book themselves as speakers, kind of like an open mic thing. And then that just changes the whole perception, how people perceive us in terms of being the people behind the conference, right? We're no longer gatekeepers, and it doesn't allow anybody to be a gatekeeper at that point. Um, so that's an interesting concept we want to talk to people. And then there's questions of, do we then even make it where we don't stream the talks? You know, yeah, we say no, uh, no video in the room. I don't know. I think maybe maybe we leave it streaming. So because because there's those that want, you know, they don't want to come and talk unless they know they're, they're going to be able to get their info out there. They're going to put a lot of work into making the talk. They want to be able to, you know, get the talk out to the world beyond the 200 people in the room. So that would be XMRtopia Uncensored. Okay. Yeah. Because um, people are saying that. People say the idea is brilliant. Yay. Okay. It is until it isn't. <laughs> until it isn't. Yeah. We get Change attacked. the name Guns and Monero. Yeah. I like that. Ah, so tempting. So tempting. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. So we'll open it up to the community. But first, we're going to bring a guest on. We, uh, that's the other thing. We're trying to format the show, right? So, so it's a little more organized. More organized. <laughs> and we were all excited about that last week. And uh, of course, we're, we're, that went to shit. But, uh... but before it went to shit, Sunita had uh, put some good content together. So we want to organize. So every show will have kind of a, a guest segment, a news segment, and then an open stage yeah, segment, open which essentially is what my, we have, yeah. but now in a little bit of more organized, organized way. So are we ready to move on to the guest segment? I believe so. Let's uh, put it on, guys. All right. The Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android, too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys. I love All it. All righty. So, uh, wow, I was a little nervous. up here. <laughs> Crypto Bear. Howdy, howdy. Good morning. How are you guys? Good morning. How's how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Glad to see you guys survived all the fallout of last week. Yeah, we're again. We're we're surviving. We're, we're smiling. Chugging, now. Yeah, we're smiling. <laughs> we'll see what the you blowout know, is after yeah. this show. You know, <laughs> you know what you guys need to do like is uh, after the show, make sure to uh, DM me uh, your Monero address. I'll send you guys some money. Uh, make sure you go out for dinner. Just enjoy a little night out oh. so that you oh, guys can thank you know, you. have really a sweet. little bit of fun downtime, you know, all that stuff. Uh, you know, it's it's terrible to to have a tough week. So uh, for sure. Thank you. Appreciate man. Thank you so That's much. That's another thing we should say, right? All the yeah. people, like there was the good, but all I mean, the bad, but all the good. The, too. Yeah. So many people, so many people out. reached out that, you know, we didn't think would. And they so many kind words and support. And 
we really appreciate it. Yeah. That, that, that held us, uh, that, that helped us move forward. <laughs> throughout the week which was nice yeah so. you guys have a lot of support and remember there's a lot of people who might not be as vocal about issues that they're against but there's a lot of people who are unvocal about issues and ideologies that they're very passionate about but they just don't get voiced as much you know exactly people are saying if you could can you jump bump your volume yeah, bump up on your, your volume. end yeah one second yeah see if you can do that I think our volume maybe just high, but no, our volume. I think is how's yeah. our volume, guys? I guess compared. Is to this better? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's I think so. Us. Yeah, it's fine for us. But um, what's everybody think? I, I know they they do an automatic adjustment on the the stream, so yeah. okay, okay. that will be fine. So crypto bear. I mean, so what what yes. do you think of this new uh, concept? Do you think it's something we should try to try so, to pursue? First off, I think you're still going to run into issues regardless. Right. No, so we, no, no, no. Uh, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. So let me first preface what the real cause of a lot of these problems are. Right. Instead of just censorship versus not censorship. Right. As Monero gets bigger, we're going to be casting a bigger net. Um, an example, you've been around the crypto uh, currency space for a while. What was the initial reason you got into it? When you heard of Bitcoin, was it numbers go up? Was it Oh, it helps you. It, what was the primary reason that excited you about Bitcoin? You're asking me? Yeah. It's the uh, the the cypherpunk ideals, man. 100%. It's free money for the people, by the people, that cannot be stopped, regulated away, or controlled by private interest. And I think that a lot of the Monero community comes from that old school cypherpunk feel for or uh, ideals for being able to uh, have that free speech money. But as you get more popular, there is a, you're now appealing to more people who don't come from that background, right? So something about the censorship versus not censorship that needs to, there are people that are for free speech, but then they say, but we don't like hate speech. So there's certain things. And I, I'm not a proponent of that, but I need to explain the opposing views for me to be able to give a dignified answer to why I oppose that. So with the hate speech tobacco, and, and, and I'm explaining this with a very U.S.-centric approach because we do not have hate speech laws, but there are countries that have official hate speech laws, and a lot of them are that there is inflammatory speech against certain groups or individuals who have historically had wrongdoings done onto them. Therefore, um, you know, they take a no-tolerance, zero-tolerance approach to those. But I'm starting to see that from that original ideal to now in U.S. centric, especially with a lot of the younger crowd, um, I see that firsthand that there is this ideal that we need to be on the lookout for things that are, quote, problematic. The problem with that is what is problematic or politically incorrect gets watered down to trying to find something as a virtue, because if you can find a wrongdoing, shut it down, that's a good virtue. So a lot of people that are not for censorship, but they're de facto censoring speech do so under good faith of trying to silence speech that they don't agree with because they consider that a good virtue right i'm a proponent of free speech needs to be absolute you cannot regulate what is allowed and what isn't because at that point for example there there are proponents that speech needs to be regulated if it's not factual right if i would go out there and i say Everybody, drinking water is bad for you. You need to drink 
some soda or something, right? And it's not factual. There's people that feel like I should not be allowed to have a platform. The problem with that is who gets to decide what the factual uh, information is, right? It is very easy to weaponize this cancel culture to fit a narrative that benefits people on both sides. Keep in mind, you weren't just getting canceled by somebody that didn't like what one of your guests might have said back in the day. You were also going to get canceled by people who agree with you for not being cypherpunk or real enough, right? <laughs> so it's kind of, and, and this is a tactic that has been used historically to destroy any small group that starts to get power that could potentially tip um, and, and, and really question who's in power, right? So from Occupy Wall Street to historically a lot of groups, there is a lot of infighting and there is, you know, tool sets out there that have been and frameworks that have been built on how to destroy movements, political movements um, in a way that they destroy themselves from the inside. So I really think that we need to be proactive with the decision to cancel, cancel culture within the Monero community. And this could be done in different steps, right? One, we can't just shout back free speech or nothing, free speech or nothing, because a lot of the people who are newer or might come from a different background, right? And I, I tend to see that in a lot of European backgrounds, there's this, there's a um, more historical context for, for being able to explain with hate speech laws and things like that. But a lot of the younger kids, especially here in America, there is a lot of, of that being taught that there is a virtue in being able to fight what they deem as oppression and is still down. There is speech that could be problematic and not being inclusive enough, and it's used to shut down a lot of discourse. The problem with that is there's people then on the lookout for anything that could be considered, you know, beyond the political realm, and it's used to shut down a lot of discussion. The easiest way is we need to be grown-ups about it in our community and agree we are not going to agree with everyone idealistically. I, for example, should be allowed to go to a conference and listen to an atheist speak, and I'm a Christian. I can say that I don't agree with that um, speaker's, you know, life ideologies, but we're there to talk about the things we agree with, which is some cryptocurrency conference, or it could be we're going there to talk about music or something, right? And I find this a lot in the, in the music space. I don't agree with a ton of people from a personal perspective, but we're grownups, we can agree to disagree. The problem we run into is when we proactively don't wanna to listen to an individual because we don't like a part of their life. And I don't do this to protect uh, certain individuals or not others. I have to say free speech needs to be absolute or you get nothing. The moment we start to pick and choose, it is just a matter of, and you've been in politics, it is a matter of dissuading what the correct political move is. And at that point, you have weaponized this thing that you just need to convince a large enough amount of people that, oh, well, we don't like this person. And this stuff changes back and forth, back and forth. That's really what I think that's going to be really hard for us to, to move past. We need to be okay with... Uh, you know, the way I put this is, would we be okay with somebody who was a criminal, you know, convicted felon for doing terrible crimes, right? And he wants to give uh, a talk on something how uh, the random X algorithm on our computers, right? And how it can be, if there was some sort of, he did research and he showed 
how he can increase the, you know, ASIC resistance of it if we do these things and goes to a technical talk. But there's people who do not agree with his criminal background or things like that. Should we enable to ignore what people can say that people want to listen based on all this other stuff we don't agree with? And I think that's what, what we need to move towards as a, as a community is we can agree to disagree because ideologies cannot always coexist with each other. You know, that should be okay. I eat meat. There might be a vegetarian. We can go about it in a very, you know, um, understanding way. And we can also go about it in a very respectful way. But at the end of the day, a vegetarian and a carnivore are not going to be in the same ideological, you know, it, it, it clashes. Yeah. And that's the problem. The, the, the real problem, though, as I tried to explain, um, and because I agree with you on, on all this stuff, I'm just as idealistic a, as you are. It's when you then try to do something like, uh, which, which, re which requires centralization and yeah. is, is run a conference, right? And run a conference where, run where you're essentially the people responsible for the conference, right? And now you've become the gatekeeper of that conference and then you have pressures being put upon you by yeah. those participating in the conference and i'm not just saying people saying well they don't like but literally the the other speakers and sponsors involved uh to the point where they're saying they're not you know they want you to go one way or the other way and that's why we wanted to try to come up with this new scheme as an experiment right so trying to turn lemons into lemonade and make an experiment with it and see what happens um because at the end of the day uh you know that's why monero like we said that's why monero exists in the first place and why it's so utterly important right yeah because you, you know, really you, you, you can't put in a terrible tough spot too because you know you put this conf and then when you have speakers that want to drop out right and this is when i'm saying that as a community we need to agree to disagree there are speakers who wanted to drop out and things like that, but they need to realize that for the greater good of the Monero community, we need to be okay with, sometimes we will be in the room with people who we disagree with at an ideological, spiritual, political, whatever level that is. As long as we're respectful, we should not be uh, creating these cliques. That, that was mine. I, I think the yeah. reaction from yeah. a lot of the community is people are going to do what they want to do, right? They have to yeah. protect their brands, their identity. And, you know, you can't fault them for that, right? Um, they may not be as idealistic about you in those regards, too. And they may weigh the pros and cons and being like, well, it's more important that, you know, I, I protect my personal brand or my company's brand. And I'm not going to fault people for that. That's just the issue with the centralized conference. Yeah. So that's why I thought if we propose it as this, then they could they can decide if they want to participate once again. And under this scenario, they even have, uh, you know, more of uh, an argument to be made where, well, we I had no responsibility of who was going to be speaking there. Right. I was just a fellow speaker and you could go the were, donation route. People too. were self booking. So you can't blame me uh, for who for who spoke. I was just a participant and you can't blame Doug and Sunita either. Um, they they were the ones that just 
built this system that allowed people to come and self-book and run a conference. So that, that was our thinking with that. You could set up a wallet, right? And then you have sub-addresses for that, do a view-only wallet. And then each sub-address represents a speaker or a person that, you know, submitted to be a speaker. So you do a call for papers up till X date, right? And this is being used for like the Monero Art Fund. People are donating money for what they want to be done for, you know, whatever piece. You could do that. Then this way, it's the Monero community is actually investing their money directly on who they want to be a speaker and things like that. This way, it's completely up to the community. You're letting it be voted. You can't even tie a, a specific handle name or whatever. Yes, it could be, um, you know, somebody could just donate a ton of money themselves, but then there's a cost associated to that, right? And as as long as it's the only thing you got to watch out for on that is that it would be, you don't want somebody donating a bunch of money and using it as an ad campaign, right? We're small enough as a community that shouldn't be an issue. Um, I, I, I think if we're going to go that route, it's easier to do that, a call for papers and then let the community vote. We've got a lot of anonymous um, tools that we really we, we can use Monero as a voting mechanism. Um, you could all your listeners could, you know, um, vote in at a specific time and things like that. Or the other route is you, I know it was a, such a tough week for you guys and everything, but this is such an edge case of just everything kind of taking the worst uh, turn at every point, right? This wasn't, uh, this, isn't, this isn't something that should constantly be happening. It just really felt like somebody lit a fire, then everything else caught on fire. So the other route is, you know, just continue as is. And eventually people have a short memory and, you know, they, they, there, there is no uh, issue with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the other thing to realize too, is, um, you know, what, what is the Monero? You, we keep saying the Monero community, the Monero community. I see people saying Monero, you know, there, you know, in many ways there, there is no Monero community, right? Geonic, uh, phrased it well you know that there's no internet community right there's the internet and people use it and they're of all different communities and if monero is going to succeed it's going to be the same thing and that's the growing pains we're feeling right now uh of people with different ideologies um that are using a protocol and they're using it because it's to their benefit and whether or not they're using it to their benefit because they like that they could anonymously send money to the Black Lives Matter movement or they can anonymously send money to Chris Sky. Uh, but the point is, it works as a tool for them for those purposes. And that's where we want to be. That's that's a sign of success. Uh, but we're trying to at the same time keep the community cohesive around the original ideology of of what the cypherpunk ideals are so and, let me ask you that part do you think that cryptocurrencies are inherently political i'll let you answer and i'll tell you my opinion 100 percent. i mean they're run by people you have a protocol but it's a pro it's a consensus system right just like that's like saying is democracy inherently in my mind is democracy inherently political of course it is that's what the purpose of democracy is uh cryptocurrency is the same thing it's a, it's a new it's an invention that allows people to reach consensus and when you have people trying to reach consensus there's politics involved uh what's great about crypto though it allows you to reach consensus in a way 
where everybody essentially gets to participate. That's the you know the one CPU, one vote. Uh, but I do definitely think there's there's politics involved, and that dictates the direction of these projects. So, and, and and I agree completely. And you know I, I think a lot of people forget that there's a reason that a lot of the original um, Bitcoiners tended to lean a lot more free market libertarian. It was because this you know, internet money was this holy grail of freedom loving ideals, right? It was, you know, the last frontier. Once there's money there, you know, people exist outside the control of, of powerful government entities, corporate, whatever the powerful entity. But what I'm starting to see now is that those ideals are watered down a lot. Uh, in the Monero community, they're probably still living a lot more than in other communities. But now you see people that see cryptocurrencies as a potential threat to centralized power structures and they really see that as a problem um you know and they and and it's insane because you know they start trying to throw accusations of of cryptocurrencies when when the reality was the early days that was the goal of bitcoin for example right it was to just be this alternative money online right and i i, I think that there is an inherent political um, life force in that that in, in, in cryptocurrencies are inherently anti-centralized power, right? Forget about the decentralization of nodes and stuff, but cryptocurrencies just by existing are already kind of, of a problem to power structures because technology, as agnostic as it could be towards politics, Technology, when it changes and revolutionizes the way that power is distributed, right? Complete, they become a political thing, right? Meaning whoever's in power, cryptocurrencies takes power away from them. And I think that whoever's in power is always going to look at tools and technology that is taking power away from them as something that is politically their opposition. So I think when we're distilling this down further, it gets really difficult for us to stay apolitical because now there's accusations that if you're free speech, you're an extremist when the reality is, well, no, it's just people can agree to disagree. And it's just if your biggest virtue is free speech and being able to communicate and express ideas, bad ideas are fought in, a, in, in an open debate, not locked away because once you do that whoever decides that gets to control a narrative and there's people out there that really feel like that's healthy for communities and things like that and at the end of the day like you said there's different communities within the monero community right and it, it might just fractionalize those my bigger concerns are that it fractionalizes it enough where people start trying to destroy monero as a project without realizing you know, if somebody who's anti-capitalist wants to do stuff on Monero, I fight for their right to do that. I fight for their ability to do that, even when I completely disagree, you know, inherently with it. The problem is a lot of times that doesn't go the other way around. Yeah. Know? Yeah. No, all, all good points. Um, I think we're, we're just to move the show along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to, I think we're going to skip the news segment this week, although we yeah. had a bunch of news things. I well, think the biggest news is yeah. just that transaction vol, uh, transaction count hit an all-time high. high. I'd say that's the Ooh. biggest news of the week. Um, but we had a bunch of other ones we want to touch on. But I think we should jump to 
the viewer segment. The viewer segment. Yeah. I want to make one other point too, uh, in yeah. regards to what you're saying. You know, if Monero works, if cryptocurrency works, uh, things like this cannot cannot tear it apart and cannot stop it. You know, it's yeah. anti-fragile, right? So it's this idea that everybody's using this protocol because they have a need for it, right? So we could talk politics all day. We could have our disagreements on which way we want to go. But ultimately, it makes sense for us to use the protocol because we have a need there. And that's going to outweigh everything else if if the incentives are properly aligned. And it, yeah. it appears to be the case of what we saw happen with Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin, despite all the anger and whatever that happens over there in drama, it continues to grow. The network continues to grow and goes up. Same yeah. thing with Bit Monero, right? We're all we're all here talking, but it's the tip of the iceberg. What really happened this week was transaction count hit an all time new all time high. That's the thing to keep an eye on is people are actually using it and they need to use it. Um, but let's head to the, what are we, what's our segment called? The, <laughs> the viewer the, segment. The viewer segment. <laughs> it's the viewers on stage segment. It's that time where we invite you, the viewers, up on stage to comment on anything you've heard so far today, ask the guest a question, or maybe talk about one of the news topics. Come on down. Right. <laughs> good job, good job. Yay. That looks oh, great. <laughs> Thank you so much, Crypto Bear, and stay obviously stay, stay on. on. I'll just uh, but yeah. let's bring let's bring some more people up. Yeah, we got Monero UK, Tyler. Hello, everyone. How's it Gionic. going? Gionic, Tyler, Monero UK. Oh, sorry, I muted you. Let's, up, let's, let's, <laughs> let's let Gionic uh, chime in here. I I fully agree with everything Crypto Bear said. Uh, I mean, he's the guy. You're super well spoken. I. I wish we'd hear uh, more often from you, um, uh, but I, I do have to play a bit of a devil's advocate here because this guy um, is just illegitimate in my eyes on so many levels and does not deserve to be associated with Monero at all. Th this guy turned the death of eight people at the concert of this uh, Travis Scott guy. He turned that death into a anti-vax conspiracy he said those people have been vaxxed and that's why they died you can't argue with that kind of person you can't have a legitimate conversation with this kind of person he does not deserve to be on the stage period and there has to be a line drawn somewhere where someone who is either demented or spreading this sort of misinformation is not allowed a stage so yeah, that's a good point you know, from that angle, I see the I see the outrage and I, I see it as legitimate because he's not I mean, the guy's not with it. Now, how about in the scenario where it was people can uh, self book themselves with uh, putting a Monero down payment? Oh, love it. Oh, love it. Now, That's so what freedom. happens though, if, 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 if a Chris guy does it? Pro yeah, yeah well, he can get he can get booed off the stage, you know, and people can say they can exactly. react or whatever. Exactly. That's the way I see it. You know, then then it comes down to real world. Right. And then it's real world. You know, you, people don't have as much guts when they're sitting there in front of, you know, 200 people, uh, especially if there's, you know, 180 of them are looking angry and disagreeing with everything he's saying. Uh, although Chris Guy is this type of personality, I guess we just would just love that. Um, all right. But cool. That's so you, you like that concept. Absolutely. The, yeah, I love it. Awesome. 
Let's uh, let's let Untraceable jump in. Untraceable helped us out a lot with putting the event together. He saw a lot of the behind the scenes. Uh, Untraceable, what do you got, man? Um, I would also just echo everything that Crypto Bear said. Um, free speech is absolute, and I would support the uncensored version of Monerotopia. And if you got whatever direction you guys go, like you said, you have to protect your image or self-interest or wh whatever it is. I'm not going to hold it against you guys. It's a tough decision to make. But um, yeah, the it, it's the uncensored version, the one that is most uh, aligned with what I believe Monero uh, enables, free speech. Um, and yeah, that's all I have to say, really. Do you think the uncensored version one can be done? Or are we just uh, trying to do something that's impossible? <laughs> it's a really cool idea. I mean, I like you said, um, no one, I've never heard of anyone do a format like this. And it would be an experiment for sure. But uh, the, the way you describe it, it seems to me like it could uh, be, like it could work, yeah. Um, I didn't know the part that you would actually refund the Monero. Maybe instead of doing that, it could just be donated to CCSs or something. Or, yeah, it could just be like a deposit where you refund it. But, uh, yeah, it's to me, it seems like a very cool idea. Yeah, I think it should be refund because, I mean, they're already giving up their time, putting in a ton of work. Um, some, you know, some of these talks, you know, people prepare mm -hmm. quite a bit and they're flying down there. And so they shouldn't then be charged yeah, to, speak. to speak. I think it's seeing more of as they're... <laughs> They're putting a down payment to prove, number one, that they're actually into Monero to some degree. And then it just, just kind of creates some some barrier there of entry so we don't just get it, you know, spam, essentially. Yeah, um, I like it. It's cool. Um, that's what I would vote for if it was up to a vote. Cool, man. Cool. Okay. This is this is good. This is encouraging. I'm sure we'll hear a lot of the uh, the other end of it, too. And that might we might hear in DM. So if, if you're opposed to this right now, don't wait and just go run on Reddit and be like, yeah, <laughs> look at these talk idiots. About doing, it now. <laughs> talk about it now. Come out and talk about it now. If you're watching now, come on and talk about it yeah. now. If you if you think this is the dumbest idea you've ever heard, now is your time to speak. We were not going to ridicule you. We're can can I say something about this? Like about the idea to like that you had? Yes. Sure. Um, so I think the issue of this is that it would like basically mean that mostly people would come and speak that are already in the Monero community. But I think in the long run to succeed, we need to bring in uh, people that don't use Monero at the moment. And I think that especially like uh, on the more left wing side, like, I mean, these terms don't have that much meaning nowadays anymore. But I think on the left wing side, Monero is not used as much as I would like to see. And I think that... Uh, especially like, for example, Black Lives Matter in New York, they do great work against like these racist and fascist uh, vaccine mandates. And I think this aligns very well uh, with the Monero values. And instead of have, having like this kind of like grifting personality like Chris Guy uh, doing this kind of work, we should try to give more of a stage to Black Lives Matter and the great work they do in New York against these racist and fascist policies like how they call uh, call these uh, policies to vaccinate everyone with these experimental vaccines and i think that's that's actually something like i reached out to them i wrote them an email if they want to add 
uh, a Monero donation address because I would really like to donate to their cause. And I think it can maybe be an entrance because right now they don't have any cryptocurrency addresses for donations. It could be an entrance for us to like introduce them to Monero and uh, to the ideas behind it and also to the fact that right now the banking system has many uh, bad things and especially like these whole credit scoring uh, things are very bad because they discriminate against people of color. And it, I mean, often black people have a worse credit score and there's studies about this. So I think we should highlight the fact that right now the banking system is very racist and it's, it's basically like disadvantaging like people of color and people from like the global South and we need to we need to switch this narrative away from okay monero is this evil thing used by evil people it's actually the the cure to this uh, to this whole problem that we have with with this uh, banking system that basically excludes most of the world from the digital economy and at the same time discriminates against people of color and i think we we really need to like show that monero is is the solution to this problem because of the privacy and because of like our ideas. And I think, yeah, that would be a good idea to bring these people into the space. All great points. All great points. It's the same concept as trying to bring the, the Chris skies of the world in, into it, right. On the, on the other side of the spectrum, uh, ignoring all the points that Gianic made, which is that the guy is just insane. Um, but yeah, this idea of bringing in these um, people that would benefit from using the technology in a very real way to help their cause. Totally agree with that. That's what we were going for. Um, but I don't know if somebody like them coming to talk would be productive because maybe they don't have much to say about Monero right now. Maybe it would almost make sense for somebody like you, Spirabelle, to, to come and talk and talk about this concept, uh, research it more deeply and formalize really good arguments as to why a group like Black Lives Matter should be uh, using Monero, encouraging the use of Monero, and why it aligns with what they're trying to achieve. Um, or if you could get somebody from their movement to come talk about it, but they don't yet understand Monero. So for them to show up, they'd just be like... Um, yeah, like... What's I mean, the problem is that right now, I don't really have a platform. Like, you are basically like the face of Monero on YouTube. And the problem is I try to reach out to them, but I think, and I try to, like they even asked like the, the Hawk Newsome from Black Lives Matter, New York, Greater New York. Like he even said, like I, I asked him, yeah, can you add a Monero donation address? And he just asked, how do I do that? Like he didn't even ask why. So, but the problem was afterwards, uh, um, I explained it to him and maybe he thought it's a scam or something because I said, oh, it's this weird long address. And uh it's maybe something that they are suspicious about. So the problem is if I reach out to them the, because I don't really have a face yet on YouTube. There is no it, outreach or anything. If yeah. you want to send me a message, uh, we could come up with something where we can uh, put the, the, there's been a lot of work uh, okay. uh, for putting educational material for what we consider like Look the normie audience. And so, yeah, if you shoot me, um, I'm on Twitter, but just shoot me a message and we could figure that one out. Cause I, I agree with you. I, I want to, um, you know, give everyone a voice, even at times when I might not agree with people, I, I want to empower them to have uh, a voice with that. Now, um, you know, like I've said, I'm, I'm ultimate when it comes to free speech. But yeah, you have a point that there's a lack of that outreach. And without a voice of 
what they deem as authority, a lot of uh, individuals and groups will not look at a random person telling them about this money online, right? Um, which it, it doesn't help build trust. So uh, there's a lot of work being done on that and stuff. So yeah, just shoot me a message and we're working hard on, on making like material for that and how to onboard people in a friendly way. Let's get a Monero. Okay, That's very cool. I just want to make one quick point. I think that like Shivona Newsom and Hawk Newsom, maybe they would be a good candidate to interview on Monero talk. I think it would be very good to reach out to them and just have a conversation with this crowd because right now we never really talk to them. And I think it wouldn't be good if just me pontificating about the stuff. I think they should be given a stage. I think it yeah, would one, be one, very one, cool. One, I would be very happy. I would totally have them on the show, man. Uh, especially if they're willing to come and talk about it in those terms. 100%. Um, and we'll, you know, I, I, I encourage you to keep following up with them um we could try as well but you know we're not any better suited than you in terms of trying to get somebody to to listen to us uh, if anything it might be more genuine coming from somebody who's just you know uh doesn't appear to have any you know uh, incentives other than trying to get some make somebody aware of something whereas it might look like we're just trying to uh you know help our show you know um monero uk where's he because i feel like he was up here right away and then we uh no, it said he, he was just listening. Oh, he was just listening. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's why. Uh, who, who else we got? Dr. Trace, you want to you wanna chime in all this? And Tyler, also, I think Tyler. Tyler. Do you want to say hello or you're just hanging out? Tyler? Tyler, you uh, you want to you wanna chat or you're just hanging up there just because we'll, we'll move, remove you so we could have more people up that actually want to speak? Yeah, I'm waiting for Tyler to speak up first. Tyler, what do you got? Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Can you hear me? Going. Tyler, you there? Hello? Yeah, you got it. Hi, we can hear you. You're on the stage, you? man. What, what do you want to say? I was muted. I was talking for a bit there. Um, no, <laughs> we missed it all. Aw. <laughs> Rewind. You, Hi, you censored yourself. I did, yeah. <laughs> no, I was, um, I listened to Crypto Bear there. Very well spoken. I agree with everything you were saying. Um, myself, like, I'm, I'm in Canada. So Chris has come over to a couple of cities in my province and I'll be honest, I don't like the guy. Um, I would have said he would have hijacked the, the conference. However, um, I don't believe he should have been censored from the Monero Tokyo. That's just my opinion. I mean, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm a true believer that, you know, the only way to combat disinformation is with more information, not censorship. And it's, you know, one of those things where you can't, you can't legislate morality. Like if he would have been booed off stage, boom, the community would have um, taken care of him himself. But I mean, that's just my opinion. And I'm, I'm saying, I don't, yeah. Let ideas speak from themselves, and then let people decide, decide if they yeah. support those ideas or not. And yeah. uh, self self filter kind of thing is what. Let I the free market about. reign which ideas are good and which ones are not. But you got to enable the free market of ideals to go in, right? Absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that, that's that's a big part of what the United States is supposed to be about, right? When you really look at the Constitution, some of the most important things there, it's about protecting. Uh, minority opinions, always allowing a minority opinion to to get airtime to the point where it can't be just 
squashed by the majority because if that can happen then tyranny just takes over um which once again is why we're also into monero dr trace what do you want to say man and uh in your response let us know what you think about this new concept if you think it's something that could potentially work hey guys hey sorry that you had to go through all of that <laughs> by the way first of all right thanks you guys are in the limelight you guys are like a you know the voice of the community in a way but you are independent people you have your own opinions uh, it does not have to be the same like everybody else and by the way i really like everybody else who has come up on stage uh, and shared their thoughts i'm in the same camp so i i didn't know much about sky right except for that interview um i did not like it that much like it didn't come off as somebody who wants to know about monero or cryptocurrency it's it, it, like he has his own thoughts which is fine it may not necessarily align with me but i didn't see like a good you know from within uh, you know a kind of deal for monero from that interview it was uh, it was okay uh, but i didn't read much about him except for that one video that that has been floating around for a while where he was you know uh, like uh, giving an idea about what the government wants and all that i am not vaxxed i am anti mandate you know i support everybody who has their own opinion about it whatever i actually lost a cousin to the delta variant by the way a uh, young guy 31 years old like my aunt's son so it, it you know it may help somebody it may not now on the other hand vaccines have also destroyed part of my family so again i'm very very free speech proponent i had no problem with this guy coming right uh, i started speaking or at least tweeting about it once i saw how he reacted that day up until that point i was very neutral i had seen and the post on reddit where they were they were alluding to him making racist comments and all that sure we don't agree with all that crap but everybody needs a voice and everybody should get a platform i had no problem with it but once i saw how he was responding to you i got even more offended from that i know you were being diplomatic but his responses to you pissed me off big time and then i saw giani uh, you know post like don't let the dory hit you on the way out and i was like exactly i don't i don't care you know pr probably more 99% of the monero community believes in free speech right those who are true monero lovers they all like that you may not your views may not align with mine but i definitely want you to have a voice and a platform i may disagree with you but the guy was being a jerk and you know i also have this other other thing i would say where people who are very loud and you know anti government and sometimes they are just professional actors they it's like uh, edward snowden you know the i don't believe those people and you your view may be different than mine i don't care like i do not believe all these guys really you know are are trying to think about people and all that they sometimes they are even um getting prompted by you know the dark side of the government to go and do all that kind of crap and polarize people so i may be wrong about that i thought he 
Very well. But I think we have to believe some actors at least, because otherwise, like the strategy can also be used to, like, yes. um, basically destroy a movement by saying, okay, by sowing distrust. And I think that, for example, Chivona knew some in, in New York, like the way she fights against the vaccine mandates, it seems way more genuine than the, than the kind of stuff that uh, Chris Guy does. So I think like we really need to give like a platform to the to the right kind of people I, in this fight. Yeah, yeah. I, I was getting there, Spirobel. I, I like not everybody, right? Obviously, that's that's common sense, right? Not everybody is going to be like that. But sometimes those kind of elements are there. Uh, they try to divide people or they gatekeep. They try to draw, you know, one line of thought and, you know, into one side and polarize the community in general. Again, I'm not judgmental. I'm okay with somebody else judging me. I do not care, but I'm not like that. I did not have uh, any of those things, but the way he was reacting, yeah. uh, that pissed me off. Well, the, the, Even now I will say that he's more than welcome to do whatever he feels like with Monero, without Monero. I'm not against that. But the guy was being a jerk, period. Yeah, he just showed a, an utter lack of understanding about what crypto is uh, by conflating a conference with a protocol, right? Like right. to say Monero shot itself in the face because right. and like, all dude, that you stuff. just don't understand how this works. It's built, you know, the vast majority of people actually working on the protocol itself, developing it. They're not even out here on Reddit talking about it. They're not even participating exactly, in it. Exactly, Doug. Exactly. Anonymous so building you, a like, what has he done? What has he done since you interviewed him? Did he even post like a Monero address? Did he post a single tweet about Doctor Monero? Trace. Nothing. He's just an attention seeker. Um, and like I said, he is free to say what he wants to say. No question about it. He's free to even come even after all these nonsense. You know, that's, that's free speech. And most of the Monero community will believe in that. But don't try to tell me that he's not a jerk. He's I, pure I, jerk. I, I think the part that I and I also pick up on it too is that he he rose to prominence a lot, and I, I find that a lot of times opposing views become the the speakers of opposing views from the mainstream narrative tend to be the most disingenuine and unlikable people. And sometimes I think it's just by design or two that opposing viewpoints never make it out of the uh, bubble unless there's a very um, polarizing individual behind them. What I don't like about him is when you see videos of him, when you do stuff, there's a reason that all the, most videos are selfie posted. They're right at the right angle. That's a good angle for, you know, like this is my, my nice angle, right? Um, it's very narcissistically driven to kind of funnel all the attention back to him. So although he might be speaking of points and everything, it's kind of just basic clout chasing, but instead of, you know, showing a Lamborghini and by my course, it's basically like I'm censored against smiles to the camera, but we will not be stopped. We will keep doing this. Right. And it basically becomes a brand in its own. And that's something I don't like because he's constantly throwing people under the bus. And the moment that he doesn't see a specific organization, group, people or tool to his advantage, he completely throws it under the bus and it helps feed his narrative as the world is against me. Right. So and I this think is why I love Monero for because of guys like you there. You know, this is exactly 100 percent what I what I feel, what I think as well. 
The other unfortunate thing to see is people take advantage of this scenario to then go pitch their projects. Uh, you got like the pirate chain guys jumping in. You know, like we said, Jeff Berwick. I don't know if you want to play that video. Do you have that video? Uh, I don't know if you, uh, but it was just ridiculous to see, you know, like, you know, Chris Guy criticized it without showing a lack of understanding. Uh, but then you see these other coins criticize, like pirate chain uh, people. You know, saying yeah, you know this, this would never happen in Pirate Chain, and because of that they're more censorship resistant. Just, just, just ridiculous. So anybody who's kind of new to this, you know, watches us and sees those things, and now is like on the fence and thinking about it. Well, you know, is this the end of Monero? Does this mean you know Monero isn't a censorship? No, guys, absolutely not. Uh, he's just showing. No, please don't lack. play this. this please, <laughs> uh, please let, let, let's play it. Let's play it. Let's play it because it's embarrassing to him. Go ahead. Let's, yeah, let's we'll play. see what happens. <laughs> but my point was, I used to talk about like finance and cryptos. I barely do it anymore. Bitcoin's almost at $70,000 now. And I'm mentioning it at what, like 45 minutes into this video, just as like a, a side mention. It's coming on, Ivan. Uh, I saw Dero, which uh, it's uh, for Pirate Chains, just although. You know, more and more, I'm wondering if I'm, I really want to support Monero that much because there's a bunch of SJW total libtard vaccine pushers who want vaccines to be mandatory that are even like involved in, like in the Monero group, like the, 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 the coders or whatever you call those guys. <laughs> so it's kind of getting like this. Here was me in the 2010s and many other people. Right, that's good. Yeah. When tyranny becomes. So, I mean, just showing an other, uh, utter lack of understanding there, right? Uh, he, he's concerned about politics seeping into Monero to the point where he thinks... But I mean, we can counter this now with saying, okay, we have other people in here that actually fight the vaccine in real life and not just on Instagram. Yeah, so... but that's not, even, that's not even what it's about, though. You know, people can be for the vaccine, against the vaccine, for Black Lives Matter, for Chris Guy doesn't matter it's all back to that point that Gianic made that there you know is no monero community it's like having an internet community uh and people are all going to have their individual opinions and in politics but the protocol is built in such a way that it's still going to be digital cash so i don't i don't see the i don't see the concern there and i don't see i, I think it's more this this, to do with it. this happens a lot in specific niche um projects groups whatever the moment they start to become popular you start getting outsiders who don't maybe necessarily share the same ideals as the first uh, generation of whoever was involved in a project but then there's two ways to move about that people either embrace them and try to teach them why for example free speech is important things like that or people start gatekeeping because you don't want to water down your ideals the problem with gatekeeping to keep your idealistically pure project is that it ends up alienating people and your project can't get popular and it's a catch-22 Monero becomes very popular you're going to see people who are maybe for censorship or against everything you believe in using it and saying Monero actually means using it to uh, uh I'm trying to think of a good example that doesn't sound ridiculous but it, it, it could just be something like Monero's actually uh, a, a McDonald's coin right it should be only for McDonald's and that's what I believe in it's a corporate coin right and everybody believes that it gets watered down eventually we cannot gatekeep it to keep the ideologies in a community uh, pure because that ends up alienating and it prevents people from coming in the more mainstream that something becomes the more watered down the original ideals happen to, to become look at it it happened with Bitcoin 
you have people and, and, and not to sidetrack too much, but there's this whole ordeal with anybody who's Bitcoin related talks about any other project that's not Bitcoin. They're a shit coiner, blah, blah, blah. How could you? You're against us when they fail to realize, man, this is a lot of people who just came onto the space and being able to be called a shit coiner by somebody who didn't even know what Bitcoin was till a year and a half ago from a YouTube video. And they might just be buying this stuff on Robinhood or something, right? I think it's just a great example of this. They have lost the ideological way and a lot of newcomers just see, for example, the prices going up, so numbers go up, things like that. It's just something that's going to happen. We've got to be careful. I, I would love for Monero to be the cypherpunk group. Eventually, that's not what it's going to be recognized at. It's going to be just very good digital cash, right? And, you know, the first thing they pop up, it's not some dude in a bear mask with his... Uh, rifle or something, right? It's going to be, hey, this is a, uh, it's a good project, good technology, this sort of thing. So ideolo ideologically, we can't gatekeep it because that's what happens. And I understand it because I feel that innate need to gatekeep it so that we can still have this cohesive group identity, right? But it, it's something you've got to like be careful for. But so I, I feel for that because, yeah, I'd, I'd love Monero to always be this ideology, but eventually it gets watered down and that's just a byproduct and cost of success in a project. Yeah, it's going to happen. But, but I think right now at the moment, if we say, okay, there's no Monero community, I think it's a bit naive because I think right now, I mean, we are a bit in a bubble here. Like it's a bit of a thought bubble. We all agree with each other and we all have the same ideology. We all have the same kind of thinking. And I mean, that's why, I mean, maybe it's a bit annoying, but I'm trying to push for tr bringing in people with a different way of thinking and I mean, they, they might have a different way of thinking and a different background than us, but they still, and might be socialized in a different way, but still they might, um, we might fight the same cause, like fighting against a system that is not good at the moment and building a better one. So yeah, I just wanted to add that. Enemies of my enemies are always going to be an asset and a friend, right? So there's uh, this group, um, Operation Normies, and it's basically being able to create marketing material for people outside of the cryptocurrency bubble and all this, uh, specifically for Monero and showing how Monero can work, help them. Um, and, and it's got all this different stuff from TikTokers and people who are just interested in what these new uh, subsections of cryptocurrency that I haven't heard about to people that are looking into private money and where Bitcoin falls short and things like that. So I think that would be a really nice tie-in. And for sure, I, I would love to be able to help you um, get there. And to I'm also in this group. It's on, on Element, right? On Matrix. Yeah, on Element. So we've, you know, yeah, we've uh, floated that idea and we could definitely put a little bit more energy on there for that one. Because like I said, it's, it's I want to empower opposing viewpoints um, that might not agree with me. Uh, I think just the tricky part is we need to make sure that we put these points that we do have common ground in, because if not, it's too easy for groups to say, for example, it's, uh, I like guns, but there might be an anti-gun group and they might say, well, you like guns. How can, we're not going to use your tool, you, uh, gun loving, whatever. Right. But if you focus on, Hey, for example, I like guns, but say that's because I work at a gun company. Now, if you accept Bitcoin donations and I pay you in Bitcoin, my employer is going to see I donated to an anti-gun group. Okay, cool. Now I'm going to get fired. Monero fixes that, right? So we can find these common grounds that don't have to be so idealistically driven because it's logical. And I, I think it takes, a, you know, I don't want to be canceled by all the cypherpunks for saying that I'm supporting someone that might support 
censorship or things like that. But I think it's needed to have opposing viewpoints. And there's nothing more, you know, cypherpunk than that. You get ideals that you oppose and you're helping them have a voice in a community that maybe doesn't have a voice for this, right? And just, so bear, just a question. Um, would you agree or disagree, though, like what we're dealing with now with Mr. Sky, um, as Monero gains traction and grows, uh, there'll probably be bigger and bigger, more organized hit pieces against Monero. So this is, to me, I just see this as a growing pain that kind of comes with the territory. Yeah. The asset gains value and more, more and more value. I think about the Forbes article that came out. Monero gets mentioned. They're still talking about Fluffy Pony. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's to this degree that I really think one, either people are out of touch with what's really going on, things like that. But yeah, it's they're not. Gonna be, they're it, trying to pump their own projects. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. not. It, it was a it was a it was a very bad article. And um, Howard has reached out to that uh, author before saying, hey, this is not a privacy coin. This is not a sorry to cut you off there, by the way. Sorry. Uh, but this is not a privacy coin. This is not a private coin. And they always, always throw in Zcash along, you know, along with Monero on the same sentence everywhere. That's on purpose as well. It's social engineering. And I, I actually tweeted it back to her. She was, she was like, oh, yeah, I love Monero, blah, blah. Nope. They, they, that's all intentional. It's not an oversight. How do we get uh, writers on there? By the way, because I think uh, with us all trying to be like, hey, we're Monero people, right? There's this right. love for anything that's not mainstream. We like a void, right? And think about it. I, I uh, Doug, you were called a normie. And I'm like, man, we really are out here because I, I take offense if somebody <laughs> called me that. That seems like an insult, right? And But, you know, to the average person, it might, it might not be and things like that. But, like, the Forbes article is a great example. We don't have a mainstream appearance into the... Uh, realm. So the people, the only people that are talking about it are people who don't have the best interest of the project at heart, right? Think about how many times it took for CNBC to finally mention Monero when there were pieces about uh, ransomware groups and things like that, where there was a Monero-centric piece of news, and they just use vague online non-Bitcoin cryptocurrency, right? Um, so uh, I, I think we also need to look into how we can proactively be able to because we have a lot of smart people in the community we have a lot of drama that we know of or things like that or technological things that we could write upon that are very great for their view yeah and i think like the best thing uh, like the best idea might be to go and get black lives matter involved because if you don't want to be canceled it's a good idea to be black lives matter so i think that we need to have a strategy on how to how to get into the mainstream narrative and not be branded as a terrorist and whatnot and be cancelled and and blocked with KYC and anti money laundering and whatnot. And I think the 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 strategy to go there needs to go through politics. Like there's no other way. Like money is inherently a, a political thing. And I think like the the idea that a public discourse is this kind of thing where we all come together we talk in a rational way and uh, we need to advocate uh, for for monero and then everything will be fine i think it, it's not like how it works 
it's very irrational, it's very chaotic, and it's just like which narrative wins. And we just need to we need to establish alternative narratives instead of engaging in this dialogue with uh, with bad faith uh, people like that, that that make bad faith arguments against Monero. And we will only lose this way because because they they bring us into their narrative and we just we just strengthen their narrative this way. And we just need to we need to establish different narratives, alternative narratives and make them catch on. And I think calling out uh, the banking system as racist is like probably the biggest, the biggest step we need to take in this, in this thing, uh, in this fight. And yeah. it's, I mean, it's also, it's because it's true. It's, it's not something made up. It's just something that is not in the sunlight yet. And we need to bring sunlight to this issue. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. There's just a couple of things. Politics, as the way you see it, is you're seeing it as politics and political groups and everything are just a tool, and they're being used by people who, um, you know, try to stifle innovation, cryptocurrencies, even the banking system. Right? They donate a lot of money to groups specifically like uh, BLM and everything because they've understand that they can co-opt political movements because politics and identity politics in the modern sphere are a tool. And just like any tool, it can be used for any direction. So kind of from what I'm hearing is we need to make sure that we're using the same logic and the same strategies that big groups are using, but be able to use it to create a uncancelable version of Monero, right? And but I mean, I, I don't think it's like we are using them. I think it's just we're making sure that, okay, um, they are. They know that we are in the same boat. We fight the same thing. And I think like using them sounds so cynical, but I don't think it's about using anything. It's just like trying to understand what the public discourse, how it works, and trying to find allies. And I think right now these divisions between like the right wing and Chris Guy is maybe a bad example, but they they brand like anti-vaccine mandate movements as right wing, while actually on the left side and BLM. Yeah. They, they are actually, they are, I mean, these are supposedly opposites in the mainstream narrative, but we need to make sure that these narratives break and that we make sure that, okay, actually these opposing forces are actually not opposing. And then this dialectic like breaks down. If we, if we can break this, dia, this dialectic between, okay, oh, there's BLM and then on the other side, there's these evil right wingers that don't want to take the uh, vaccine man, that, uh, that don't want to have these vaccine mandates. It's actually both of these groups are one and they should be united and fight against this. The shitty system. So Spiro Bell, basically you're trying, you're saying, if I understand you correctly, align yourselves with the political flavor of the time so we can't be canceled. I, I think he means there are groups that while we might not politically agree with a lot of things, when there is key things, we have middle ground, for example, with uh, BLM of, you know, hey, systemic, if we're going to talk about systemic racism, uh, banking, central banking is a huge one. And it affects everyone, right? And you could even make the argument that disproportionately it affects uh, community, certain communities more than others. But the problem is that we focus so much on differences about how they deal with systematic racism. Do we need to do reparations? Do we need to make another tax? Do we need to cancel people that said something offensive? Um, that there is common ground, especially from the ground up versus the top down, right? As an organization, they're very big. So when I said getting used, uh, those organizations are getting used from the top down by a lot of uh, corporate interests, right? Because it helps them become the political flavor of the month. But what I think uh, you're referring to is from a, a real grassroots effort at from the lower levels, being able to empower them with the tools to use Monero and things like that, because it really strengthens the community uh, Two, there's more people using it. 
three, it shows that there is a, a, a diversity of thought in the community for Monero, right? Um, which I think that I mean, I mean, actually, thought. like BLM, if you look at it, if you look at BLM, there is a grassroots component to it. Like some of it is being used by bigger powers, but some of it is genuine. And for example, if you look at, as I said, like Black Lives Matter, Greater New York, like these people are for real. Like this is this is people. Spiro, Spiro. people I don't think anybody this you just keep repeating yourself there with the like. Sure. Let's go get them on board. Go get go get Black Lives Matter. Go go write them an, an email right now. I mean, I don't think anybody. Uh, I think the disagrees. issue he was running in is he didn't have um, with his viewer follower account, things like that, is they they were looking at him like, who's this person? The random person was talking about is this project or whatever. So I think he was trying to see if there was a way to get a bigger, um, you know, group behind it right yeah maybe do a do a reddit post and get other people interested that are interested in uh i, I think he has great ideas there and he's expressing them very yeah. well uh i think you know monero obviously does solve an an issue of the current banking system uh being you know uh being not fair to certain groups and um that should be highlighted i think we do you know people do talk about it but i think he's right it should be highlighted more um so go go ahead, man. Write it. Write up a, a Reddit post, perhaps. I, I you know, um, get get people behind you. They could help you, and uh, then get get the word out. You you. It looks like they've already been communicating with you because you forward the email to us. So that that that's a good sign. Um, I just want to move on to something else because I just feel like we've made made that point like five times already. So just for the sake of uh, good good YouTube here. We have uh, Monero. Yeah, Monero means money. Monero means politics. money. You wanna you Just wanna jump hello. in? Say so, say something. <laughs> hello, or you just been listening? Yeah, I have a lot of uh, disjointed thoughts on the issue, so I'm. Uh, <laughs> great, great uh, voice, man. Great voice. I mic. know. <laughs> Jesus, all right, hey, this guy's good. <laughs> yeah. <not bad. laughs> yes. So if my username on uh, Streamyard doesn't give it away, uh, my position is that. Uh, generally speaking, we should leave money to being money. I disagree that money can't be separate from politics. I think it, it uh, sorry, I rather that it totally can be separate from politics. Um, and the situation that went down last week, I think it was now, um, very sad to see. Um, I didn't like how we lost the opportunity, like regardless of what anyone wants to say about Chris Sky. Um, I'm not exactly a fan either. Um, but regardless of what you want to say, he has over a hundred thousand followers on Twitter. That's big exposure for Monero. There are going to be a lot of people, or there were going to be a lot of people that, um, would have received the, the message about Monero and maybe join the community. I think we lost an opportunity there, but hopefully there's going to be more. Yeah, I agree. That was the original in intent with having him on. That was what, what we were thinking there. Um, what do you think of this, this new concept that we're throwing out there, potentially pursuing reformatting the conference in a way where there are no gatekeepers and people that want to speak essentially self book. Did you, did you hear us talk about that? Um, I, yeah, I did tune in for that part. I think that's a really good idea. Um, I don't know how that fits into the, I guess, physically being there in person, uh, situation. So, uh, I guess technology aside, I'm not really sure how that works, but uh, that's that sounds really exciting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, because part of what we're trying to achieve today is just get feedback from people, um, 
Anybody else want to bring up some points, new points, or maybe we'll, we'll start to, to wrap it up. I would like to kind of get, I guess, let's go around, get everybody's final thoughts. And if you can, in those final thoughts, just kind of re-express what you think we should do with the event at this point. I like this idea of trying out this new thing, and I think it just kind of gets rid of the blemish. Uh, but just so everybody's aware, it's going to come with you know some risk and cost on the other side because we may have people that we're going to speak at the first one that may now just now not want to be a part because of the new format. Um, but would like to hear you know now that we have final six thoughts. people your final <laughs> thoughts on it and how you think we should proceed whether or not you think we should uh approach the monero community more perhaps with the reddit post or something or some kind of poll but go ahead guys uh maybe start with uh, crypto bear yeah i like that you're getting feedback into being able to give back to the community whenever there's anything that might be up for disagreement I think maybe having a site where people can do a call for papers so that you're able to get all the people who want to speak up front to you put all those put a uh, public uh, uh, view wallet um, up on the site and then each sub address represents a different speaker, right? So that people can vote on which speakers or which talks they want to hear. And you basically you go through that. That way it's community funded. You don't necessarily need to know who voted for what, um, that type of thing. Uh, it completely removes any attack surface from people saying that, you know, uh, you're giving preferential treatment, things like that. Downsides is we need to make sure somebody doesn't just run in, donate a bunch of money themselves so that they could basically run an ad, right? Um, and I, I think that's, uh, a great way to go about that. Another route you might want to look into is you have Monerotopia and you could have a, um, a side conference to that, or maybe like a smaller room, smaller projection screen, whatever it is. And that one's the uncensored version, right? Or Monerotopia after dark where uncensored talks go up and anything goes right or whatever it is. Um, that way it's branded as exactly what it is. Any opposition or anything that tries to get thrown your way actually helps build its branding while still retaining the ability for it. I think some speakers just don't want to be, um, you know, it's easy for me to say this as, as, you know, I'm using the crypto bear identity, but it's very hard to go from a professional standpoint into a conference. All anybody needs to do is throw accusations at some other person. They, you know, call the conference some extremist viewpoint and all of a sudden your employer is asking you why you're an extremist, right? So I think that's kind of a way to shield from both because it allows free speech. It also allows uh, the ability for speakers to say, hey, I went to this part of the conference if they want to be protected from that. Because I think, you know, we're quick to judge people who walk out of those uh, talks, but it's oftentimes there's a lot of nuance and there's a lot of pressure. You don't want them to, you know, not be able to feed their kids just to make a point at something that not too many people other than a couple of people disagreed with or something. Right. So. Those are my thoughts on that. Very, very, very good points. And I'll probably be following up with you. Um, maybe you could help us iron that out a little bit. If we yeah, for sure. Uh, Tyler, what were you saying? Do you want yeah, to Tyler. Do you <laughs> yeah, you bet. Um, no, I think it's a great idea. I mean, why not try it? I mean, you're, ne you're never going to know if you don't try something new. So I say, why not? What do we got to lose? Awesome, man. Thanks for so I'm all for it. But um, one thing I'd like to just ask you, Douglas, is um, when it comes to promoting it, and getting more speakers uh as far as like individuals like ourselves um what does that look like promoting it like i don't know if you got my email i cc'd you on it i think a couple months ago on this email but it was a news feed that i um use called south point 
and they had a non or donations and it had Bitcoin, Bitcoin cash. I emailed them. I said, you know, why don't you use Monero? I think the week after they included Monero. I don't know if you saw that, but does that something, is that something that, you know, as individuals, as a grassroots movement, when we see things that are asked for payment in Bitcoin or Bitcoin cash or whatever, and they don't have Monero listed that we could each as individuals say, Hey, what about, why don't we have Monero? 100% man. That's amazing work that you're doing and that you actually achieved it. And that's what Spirabel is getting at. And that's what he's trying to do and encourage anybody else to, to do that. If you're ever, you know, you're out there on the interwebs, you see somebody accepting crypto and they have a donation address, but they don't have a Monero one, especially people that would benefit most from this concertship uh, concept of, of, censorship resistant money where people can't even see the donations i know i've done it with a few people where that's how i got chris guy interested in monero in the first place i sent him uh you know a picture of all the donations that have been made to him in bitcoin be like yo bro everybody can see your donations you might want to be using something like monero uh so yeah man great great work and encourage others to do the same so uh, just on that one, uh, sorry, not to deviate too much, but I was playing around with the idea of, uh, I was actually looking into the transaction donations for Gab, like the social media site, uh, because they're so big about, you know, they've been banned from literally every payment processor and everything. Uh, and they don't want their users to be, you know, like, hey, you donated money to this. and But, you know, the Bitcoin addresses are very, very clear on there and everything. So I've been toying around with the idea that, you know, if you could show that there's a correlation between addresses, users, or maybe, you know, you know, all it takes is, hey, this, yeah. this user is correlated with this donation, with this, this and that, right? Uh, you can show that it's a terrible uh, payment mechanism for a platform that is afraid of having its users canceled, right? Um, and I think that's another thing of, of being able to find um, use cases for individuals, groups, or whatever platforms that really don't have access to banking because of politics, right? Um, but I also understand that that in its own is a very uphill battle uh, because, you know, uh, in, in the current scheme, is, is everything's politicized so much, right? So, yeah. All right. Yep. yep. Spiro, Spiro yeah, Bell. let's move on. We're, uh, uh, Spiro Bell, final yeah. words. Yeah, final it words. didn't mean to deter you in any way, man. I think uh, keep pushing. Uh, I just don't want to hear the thing repeated over and over again. Keep pushing and, you know, uh, anybody. Yeah, I think I, I wasn't really repeating. I just tried to go deeper into the topic, but maybe it's like uh, uh, derailing this conversation about Monerotopia because it's not really focused on Monerotopia. So, no yeah, I just wanted to say one thing about this money as uh, like a political tool. And I think that especially nation state currencies like the US dollar and uh, the Chinese yuan are used as political tools, as geopolitical tools. It's used to not just ban people, but uh, but uh, big companies and use political force. And I think the whole deal about Monero is that it's the only apolitical currency out there. It's, it's not discriminating based on uh, gender, race, uh, skin color, political affiliation or vaccination status. So that's what I think is really great about Monero. Awesome, man. And what I was trying to say before too is, I don't know if you'd have the ability to do this, uh, maybe you'd be interested in talking at the conference as well, you know, and talking on this topic and laying it out to people and, and making the, the, the cogent argument as to why um, we should be reaching out to certain groups and certain groups should be more motivated to use Monero for those purposes. 
I just think that I, I mean, thank you very much, but I think that actually these certain groups should be given the platform. That's what I'm thinking. Like maybe like we should just have this uh, conversation with them and let them speak instead of me. Like who am I? Like they are the ones that need the platform, not me. Well, you're you're somebody that would then be describing to them why they should be using it, but I, I get what you're saying. I don't want to preach to them. They should like know themselves. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, untraceable. Uh, untraceable. Final thoughts. Uh, Chris Sky is a shithead, <laughs> and he has shown that he does not really care about Monero nor what it means. Same kind of goes to what Jeff Berwick said. But uh, that's not the point. Uh, I think uh, the, the whole cancellation thing sets a precedent to where, okay, well, I also don't like this person. Why, why are you not canceling them? Or why are they allowed to speak? So the uncensored version that you guys uh, have pitched is a great idea, in my opinion. Awesome, man. And we'll be following up with you more. You've helped us so much so far. Mm -hmm. Greatly appreciate it, man. Greatly yes, thank appreciate you so it. much. Uh, Gianic. Final words? Yeah. Um, no, I, I love the idea. And uh, I mean, something was something like this was bound to happen. And <laughs> you, you guys have gotten some pushback before about certain guests on the show and so on. But this was really, I think, blown out of proportion a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I just hope it doesn't dissuade you and it doesn't turn you off from participating in Monero as much as you have, uh, because you guys are so valuable to the Monero cause. Um, um, you know, putting out content on a regular basis out there. So, I mean, anything we can do to support your work, just let us know. I think there's a lot of people out there who um, who you don't know love Monero Talk as much as they do. I mean, there's thousands of supporters out there you guys have, you know, probably tens of thousands. So keep doing what you do. Thank you, man. Oh, thank you. Greatly appreciate it. Oh, that was sweet. Thank you very we, much. We did have some dark times. <laughs> yes, last we did. Week. We're like, ah, oh, maybe we'll it's just been a rough week. <laughs> huddle our Monero and turn everything off, you know, come back in 10 years and see what so, the price is at. Yeah, that really means a lot. Thanks, all of you guys, for, for being here, obviously, yeah. and talking to us and joining us on the show. Luckily, I have a very short term memory for that. <laughs> just keep, keep moving. Do uh, Dr. Dr. Trace, Dr. any Trace. final words? Um, no, not much beyond what you know already has been mentioned and you know thank you guys obviously and it'll be great if uh, somebody can reach out to a guy um, from youtube um, he's a very big monero fan has a huge audience bigger oh, than a coin yeah. uh coin, oh, bureau. coin bureau guy yeah, coin yeah. Bureau guy he yeah. has a bigger audience than Guys like Sky who do not give a shit about Monero, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the narcissism is exactly how it is. Yeah, we've tried. Point, but we'll, uh... he, was on, he was on our list of potential yeah. speakers. Uh, haven't been able to get in touch with him. But, and, uh, but yeah. other than that, great job, guys. Uh, don't let others get to you. And keep doing what you're doing. We are behind you. We're supportive of you. Oh, thank you. Cheers, cheers, brother. Cheerios. And last but not least, Monero means money, not politics. Fine words. <laughs> Sure. Uh, so uh, I'm. I guess I think we should just try to keep things non-specific to Chris Guy. It's more about I guess what what this means for the project and the community as a whole. Um, so obviously, Monero is growing, and and people are still learning how much influence they have and what kind of responsibility it takes to make decisions that are in the interest of the project, regardless of one's own politics. Uh, so I think that's something that'll develop over time as we grow. 
And uh, I just want to thank you guys so much for the work you do for the project. And please keep it up. Uh, and like the other said, please don't let it get to you. Oh, greatly okay. appreciate it, man. Start that podcast, man. You don't even need to <laughs> say anything of substance. Just that voice, like, that voice is mesmerizing. Just get I'll out call in here. Start talking about Monero. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, uh, great show. Yeah. We were a little unsure of how things were going to go down today. Uh, we were a little nervous about it, uh, but we just acted like ourselves, which we always try to do. Uh, greatly appreciated all the support, all the insights. Amazing show today, guys. I hope people continue to tune in um, and we get larger and larger every week. We get more interaction for the community. This is what we need. It's, I think, like we said at some point earlier, there's so much miscommunication that takes place on Twitter and on Reddit. Being here, talking kind of face-to-face, -face, I think really does, does help uh, with these discussions. So thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us. And uh, yeah, once again, uh, your kind words are really appreciated. And uh, we appreciate your time today and support throughout this entire thing. And uh, I guess we'll see you next time, next week at uh, same time, next Saturday at 11 a.m. So hope to see you guys then. And Cheers. Have a good weekend. Cheers. I got no coffee left. Bye. Pour a little in here. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Cheerios. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. We release new episodes every week. You can find and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Go to monerotalk.live slash subscribe for a full list of places where you can watch and listen. If you want to interact with us, guests, or other podcast listeners, you can follow us on Twitter. And please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps people find the show and we are always happy to read them. So thanks so much and we look forward to being back next week.